Hey, 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 welcome back for another episode of Chew the Bible. It's your good friend, A.A. Ron. It is now 5.01 in the afternoon. I have exactly about my, uh, my final, eighth and final soul care classes tonight at 6.30 so I'm excited. I'm excited. I mean, it's kind of bittersweet. I've been enjoying the class, but I'm kind of ready to do something different. I don't know. I need to pray about this because I know I should, after this, start next week, I need to go back and start helping with the youth on Wednesday nights. But <laughs> I really want to start going to I want to actually go visit some other churches on Wednesday nights that have people because I don't know. I love my church. I'm not even going to put a butt after that. I'm just going to say the one challenge that I have and the biggest challenges I have is a lot of the people there are not really around my age. But that's one of the things I love about it. There's a lot of wiser, older folks that have been through a lot of life experiences a lot of been following the Lord for a long time. A lot of them are my parents' age. A lot of married couples that have been married for like 50 plus years. Um, or just celebrated their 50 year, year anniversary. And it's been a blessing. And I, yeah, I would like to go meet some more people around my age. <laughs> so, uh, singles. Yeah, so I can finally delete this Upward app. So, I mean, I literally just downloaded it for the first time ever last night on a whim. It's been interesting so far. The few conversations I've had with a few young ladies. Anyway, where am I I going with all this? Let's go and get into the text. Uh, We are in... I can go on some wild tangents, y'all. We are in 1 Kings chapter 14. In chapter 13, this prophet sent by God, we don't know his name. That's another pro- That's another fun project I would love to do. There's all these like blog posts I want to do, these projects, these word searches I want to do at some point. And one of them is about... Cause uh, Larry, was it Louis Giglio did a whole series on Right Now Media about uh, yeah at our church we were watching it. Uh, he's having a nice little tantrum there. I can relate because there's times where uh... <laughs> oh man y'all should see this. This is his father over here. He's with his uh, three boys. They're out here fishing, and uh, the young boy he caught like a vine or something on his fishing pole and he threw a fit. <laughs> He's like, no, there's no fish on this joker. I want to fish, not no weed. It reminds me of the time I went fishing and I caught a uh, t-shirt from my uncle. And from this, every time I see him, no matter when I see him, every time I see him, he's like, hey, t-shirt. Cause he never forgets that time I caught a t-shirt. I think my brother caught a couple fish. Yeah, I caught a t-shirt. So anyway, uh, where was, what was I talking about? Okay, yeah. So there's a, yeah, unnamed. Yeah, there's a Louis Giglio. 
did a whole series called People of the Fine Print on Right Now Media. Check it out if you never watched it. It's really good. It talks about all these people that are rarely talked about in the Bible, like uh, Tabitha, a.k.a. What was Tabitha's other name? Ah, I can't think of her other name that she went by. Anyway, that lady. It will come to me like randomly after I stop recording. Uh, who else do you talk about? Um, the dude whose name encourager Barnabas. I only saw I think like two of the episodes. I can't remember who the other people were. But yeah, this is unnamed here. I think Rahab, the prostitute, they talked about maybe. I think I can't remember. Anyway, yeah, just people that weren't that don't really get celebrated in the Bible, but people of the fine print, just like it says. So I would like to do one about people that didn't have a that are unnamed. They had significant roles like this. Or it's interesting stories, but they did we don't know what their actual name was. That would be really cool. So Alright, so this unnamed prophet that God sends to tell Jeroboam, you know, Jeroboam was tripping. He insisted on uh, hiring his own prophet, own priests that weren't of the Levitical priesthood. And uh, he insisted on having people sacrifice to these idols, these golden calves that he made. He was just, yeah, doing some shady stuff that God wasn't happy with, so... Yeah, God tells the prophet to go tell uh, Jeroboam and his counsel, like, hey, I'm sending this young man named Josiah. He will become the king and he's going to sacrifice the priests from the pagan shrines who come here to burn innocent incense and human bones will be burned on you. Yeah, basically a warning. Some bad stuff about to happen to you, homie. Um. And told him uh, the sign will be that the altar will split apart and his ashes will be poured out of the ground. Yeah. But yeah, he didn't listen. And this unnamed prophet, he was told not to eat any of the king's food while he was there or drink any of his drink. And so, yeah, they offered him some food one time and then he walked away. And then Jeroboam was like, hey, go get that prophet. Go get that dude. Go hunt him down and tell him to come back and eat. And this prophet was like, hey, come on and eat. Eat some of these ribs, some of these uh, baby back ribs. You know, some of these burnt ends, some of this cheesy corn, some of this LCs, right? Um, some of this, yeah, baked beans. Come and get some of this. Some slaw, potato salad. Get all this. Yeah, come on. He's like, nah, nah, I'm good. Some of this, yeah, some of this drink red drink he's like nah I'm good I'm good um, yeah some of this sweet tea he's like nah I'm good I'm good uh, God told me God told me not to do that he said there's gonna be some consequences repercussions if I do that <laughs> and so but this dude was like but I'm a prophet and God told me that you good to eat he's clear me and God got that same special connection like you got you good he's like well if you say so once again i think his uh his belly was talking louder than the voice of god which can happen to the best of us especially if we're trying to fast yeah especially if we're trying to fast boy uh and feel like god just 
you know, calling us to fast for something. And anyway, he goes back with old dude, eats the food, and God is like, hey, sorry, homie, you were not good, cursed. And on his way back home, yeah, you're going to die. And you won't be buried with your ancestors, which I guess was a double curse. So, yeah, on his way back home after eating, nice and full, you know, probably ready to take a nap. He's like, yeah, you're going to take a nap, all right. (laughs) And a lion comes along mauls and eats the man this prophet this unnamed prophet and um yeah the prophet who lied to him is all crying and went to hop in the casket at the funeral and you know even though it's like dude what's with all the theatrics you the one who who caused him you the one who deceived him and caused him to die it's your fault well it's not all your fault but it is partially your fault and so yeah he's like for sure, yeah, this guy was a prophet of God and everything that he said is going to come true. Tell Jer- Jeroboam, but Jeroboam didn't listen. All right, there you go. That's the Aaron Yancey uh, cliff note. Aaron note, Yancey note. Uh, my version of summarization of what happened. Once again, the reason why I even do these summaries now, I just started doing these, like, maybe, I can't remember what episode, not, not too long ago. But it helps me to do recaps, not just for you all, but yeah, it's, like I said, it's kind of selfish for me. When I go back and listen to this podcast, I listen to it and I can get these little synopsis, synopses, is that a word in synopses, plural, synopsis, synopses, summarizations of the different chapters. And this keeps reinforcing. So I remember these, these different stories. And these, like I said, I've said this before, because my grandma says, these are not just stories. These are not just, you know, it's not like we're reading. When I was in um, high school, we used to read all these, in college, we read these creation stories and read all this, like, Greek mythology and stuff. This ain't Greek mythology. It's not creation stories. This is true history that actually happened. These are our ancestors we're talking about. So when you read the Bible, you're reading your ancestry you're reading the history of our family our ancestors so remember that and it will help you yeah these little stories next time you about to fast and a little your flesh of the devil comes along say are you sure god told you to fast for three days you know you know you you, you say you sure you know you felt the lord told you to go fast you know from this only liquids you sure you didn't say you have some, you know, some peanuts and crackers and, <laughs> you know, a nibble of them wings that your pops brought in, uh, some Popeyes, and, and some biscuits, and, and some syrup. Anyway, <laughs> I'm making y'all hungry, probably. Yeah. Yeah. You sure? Anyway, let's get to the text. So we are now in 1 Kings chapter 14. And now we got this young man named Ahijah. Ahijah, This is called Ahijah's Prophecy Against Jeroboam. I just want to call him JB. His name is something else. At that time, JB, son of Abijah, became very sick. So JB told his wife, disguise yourself so that no one will recognize you as my wife. 
His son Abijah became very sick. Hmm. Then go to the prophet Ahijah at Shiloh. See, these names are throwing me off too because his son's name is Abijah. And I was like, hold on. Abijah? Ahijah? Who's who? Isn't Ahijah? Abijah supposed to come and give a prophecy? He's like, oh, okay, Abijah. Different from Ahijah. That's why you got to read slowly. Got you on the word. Because these names, boy, they be, yeah, like, what was it? Uh, I still can't remember old dude's name. Solomon's son. Yeah, Jeroboam and Rehoboam, Rehoboam. Except for the first four letters, his names sound the same. Jero, Hero, Re, I mean Reho, Reho. I used to go to this church called Rehoboth in Kirksville, Missouri. Can't remember what Rehoboth means. I wonder if that has anything. Yeah, what does Rehoboth mean? Rehoboth. I wonder if that. I need to see what this name means. Uh, this is bothering me. I want to know. It was spelled R H R E H O B O T H. A member of a community or company of peoples in southwestern Africa of mixed European and African origin. The Reverend Todd and his associates chose Rehoboth Beach as the name of their camp meeting grounds. The source for their name is the name is the Bible. Genesis 26, 22 in early Hebrews, Rehoboth meant broad places. English explorers had given this name to near, nearby Rehoboth Bay in the 17th century. There you go, a little history lesson for today. So what does what does Rehoboamim. I like the no meanings and names because it says a lot about people's destiny and how their lives usually play out. Name, meaning. Who sets the people at liberty. That's what Rehoboam means. Now, what does... Jero Bone He that opposes the people Wow Interesting I'm just googling this stuff y'all So y'all can go do deeper dives on See a bone means Oh that's an acronym for something else So one means one that sets the people free at liberty. But Jeroboam didn't really set the people at liberty in a good way. I mean, Hera, I mean, Rehoboam. Interesting. All right, let's get back to the text. Where was I? Let's go. We're talking about Abijam and a high. Ahijah. All right, verse three. He committed the same sins as his father. Let's go back to the beginning. Ahijah's prophecy against Jeroboam. At that time, Jeroboam's son Abijah became very sick. So Jeroboam told his wife, disguise yourself so that no one would recognize you as my wife. Something that Abraham did. 
Then go to the prophet Ahijah at Shiloh, the man who told me I would become king. Take him a gift of ten loaves of bread, some cakes, and a jar of honey, and ask him what will happen to the boy. So Jeroboam's wife went to Ahijah's home at Shiloh. He was an old man now and could no longer see. But the Lord had told Ahijah, Jeroboam's wife will come here pretending to be someone else. She will ask you about her son, for he is very sick. Give her the answer I give you. See? This is what I don't get, man. <laughs> the Lord used to speak very clearly to folks. And even today, he does that now. People get specific words from the Lord. I'm like, God, can you give me some specific words about my work situation and, you know, a future wife and just everything? I, I just, yeah, I wish I could wake up. Man, I don't know about all that. Sometimes I, but yeah, I don't know. Sometimes there was this, okay, there was this show that used to come on. Can't remember the name of it. Sorry about the tangents, y'all. Forgive me. Um, say the tangents and beg for forgiveness later. So there used to be this show. I don't know if y'all remember it. It came on when I was a kid. It was like my mom used to watch it. it was, this guy, he would get the newspaper on his doorstep every day. I don't remember the name of it, but yeah, it told him like, it was the newspaper for that day so he could see all the events that were going to happen that day before they happened or there might have been a day ahead i can't remember somewhere something like that. he just basically got the news before it happened and so it kind of helped it was it was kind of a good thing but it also could be a bad thing kind of like butterfly effect type stuff because if you try to interfere too much it could cause a like the papers for all the days you know all the news all the news that could happen in the future just keep getting worse and worse because he's he might be you know fixing one problem but then causing 10 other problems you know so um sometimes i like god could you just you know i know i have his word and that gives me honestly sometimes like i feel like the lord is like aaron i gave you my word and i've given you already a few words of knowledge and some you know prophetic words from people in your life um and that's all you need go with that disobey my law my disobey the things that you know to obey and stay close to me don't veer off the path and you're gonna be all right i'm you know the secret things the details are for me to know and for you to you know search it out and ask, seek, and knock, and I'll give you wisdom as you go, but I'm not going to tell you every detail. Anyway, sometimes I'm like, I wish he would speak to me clearly like he just did to Ahijah. Anyway, all right, verse six. So when Ahijah heard her footsteps at the door, he called out. <laughs> I can't help but think of that Ozzy brother singing the song. I keep hearing footsteps, baby, in the dark, in the dark. <laughs> Anyway, all right. Ooh. All right. He called out, come in, wife of Jeroboam. Why are you pretending to be someone else? <laughs> uh, just like a true prophet. He already knows. God already put him up on game. Then he told her, I have bad news for you. <laughs> Even better. I know who you are and I got a bad word for you. Give your husband, Jeroboam, this message from the Lord, the God of Israel. I prompted you from the ranks 
I pro- sorry, my bad. I promoted you from the ranks of the common people, made you ruler over my people, Israel. You were nothing before I. Basically, <laughs> ah, oh, this is Aaron, the Yancey interpretation. You were nothing. You were just a peasant <laughs> before I promoted you, homie. Because the Lord is the one who promotes and demotes. Yeah, you weren't nothing, man. And I gave you a little power. You started to smell yourself. Started to feel yourself. I ripped the kingdom away from the family of David and gave it to you. But you have not been like my servant David, who obeyed my commands and followed me with all his heart and always did whatever I wanted. Which still blows me away because David was tripping. David was, yeah, he had a he was a man after God's own heart, but he did a lot of things. That yeah. It's crazy that God says he followed me with all his heart and always did whatever I wanted and obeyed my commands. So it just shows you that because people will try to come at you and be like, oh, but you did this, you did that. I looked up this in your background and saw you did this and what? All right, he did that. And the gospel is saying all kind of stuff. He's like, is he really a Christian? Are you really a Christian? And you can always say, Jesus. Jesus is even greater than David. David was an imperfect man who God said, he said these words. He obeyed my commands, followed me with all his heart, and always did whatever I wanted. Anyway. That's what I want the Lord to say about me when I stand before him. Despite my flaws, despite my mistakes, things that I would do, wish I could do differently and take back. Even the things I'm going to do in the future that will displease him. I already know I'm going to grieve his heart. Um, I'm going to do my best to not do that. But I already know today I probably grieved his heart in some ways. But because of what Jesus did on the cross, him being the perfect man that he was and is even greater than David these are the things he's going to say about me on that day when I stand before him I say this by faith he's going to say Aaron you obeyed my commands you followed me with all your heart and you always did whatever I wanted I'm going to pray that over myself by faith I'm going to actually screenshot this and pray this over myself every day alright you have you have done more evil than all. Verse nine. You have done. He's talking to Jeroboam once again, or he's talking. He's relaying a message to Jeroboam through his wife. It's interesting, too, that God didn't go directly to Jeroboam. All right. It's crazy. The events. Jeroboam's son gets sick. Jeroboam's son gets sick. He... Jeroboam knows that what prophet to go to to get the word of the Lord. A prophet that he should have been consulting all along, but he refused to, kind of like Saul, who went ahead and, you know, didn't consult Samuel. It's wild. He knew who to go to to get the word from direct or directly from God. And God's like, I ain't even going to go directly to uh, Jeroboam. His wife is going to come. I know what's about to happen. And I'm going to send this message back through his wife back to Jeroboam instead of speaking directly to Jeroboam which is here's another example of how God can get messages to you through anybody specifically it's good to get words of the Lord from people who are been walking with the Lord for a while have a prophetic gifting anyways keep going 
there's just so much I could just digress on here. And I look forward to, yeah, reading the Tony Evans notes on this stuff. Verse 8, I ripped the kingdom away from the family of David and gave it to you, but you have not been like my servant David, who obeyed my commands and followed me with all his heart and always did whatever I wanted. Verse 9, you have done more evil than all who lived before you. You have made other gods for yourself and have made me furious with your gold calves. Not just one, but two golden calves. Remember that. All right, deja vu. And since you have turned your back on me, I will bring disaster on your dynasty and will destroy every one of your male descendants, slave and free alike anywhere in Israel. I will burn up your royal dynasty as one burns up trash until it is all gone. The members of Jeroboam's family will die in the city. The members of Jeroboam's family who die in the city will be eaten by dogs and those who die in the field will be eaten by vultures. I, the Lord, have spoken. Ouch. Then Ahijah said to Jeroboam's wife, go on home. And when you enter the city, the child will die. Mm. Once again, it's a perfect example. Another example of how our sin never affects just us. It affects our family, too. All Israel will mourn for him and bury him. He is the only member of your family who will have a proper burial for this child is the only good thing that the Lord, the God of Israel, sees in the entire family of Jeroboam. Mm. So sad. Verse 14. In addition, the Lord will raise up a king over Israel who will destroy the family of Jeroboam. This will happen today, even now. Then the Lord will shake Israel like a reed whipped about in a stream. Wow. It's just, you know, looking at reeds in, in the water right now. He will uproot the people of Israel from this good land that he gave their ancestors and will scatter them beyond the Euphrates River. For they have angered the Lord with the Asherah poles they have set up for worship. Once again, I remember the Asherah poles that um, Gideon tore down. He tore down his father's Asherah pole. He will abandon Israel because Jeroboam sinned and made Israel sin along with him. So Jeroboam's wife returned to Tirzah and the child died just as she walked through the door of her home. And all Israel buried him and mourned for him as the Lord had promised through the prophet Ahijah. The rest of the events in Jeroboam's reign, including all his wars and how he ruled, are recorded in the book of the history of the kings of Israel. Jeroboam reigned in Israel. 22 years when Jeroboam died his son Nadab became the king next king it's interesting that also that Jeroboam he reigned half the amount of, almost a little over half the time that um what's his name that Solomon reigned was it Solomon yeah Solomon was allowed to reign for 40 years I think we can see how long David was allowed to reign I think he reigned for 40 years as well. Anyway, that's something I'll look up later. But yeah, he Jeroboam only reigned half the amount of time that Solomon did. And Jeroboam was the one who succeeded Solomon, who God put into power, raised from the ranks of just the common folks. <laughs> yeah. All right.
When Jeroboam died, his son Nadab became the next king. Now, Nadab, that name sounds super familiar. Nadab. We've talked about Nadab before. Maybe I'm thinking of Nabal, the idiot, who was married to a uh, old girl. <laughs> um, Abigail, who David ended up marrying her after, yeah, Nabal died. All right, Rehoboam rules in Judah. Meanwhile, verse 21, meanwhile, Rehoboam, son of Solomon, was king in Judah. He was 41 years old when he became king. And he reigned 17 years in Jerusalem, the city the Lord had chosen from among all the tribes of Israel as a place to honor his name. Rehoboam's mother was Nama, an Ammonite woman. During Rehoboam's reign, the people of Judah did what was evil in the Lord's sight, provoking his anger with their sin, for it was even worse than that of their ancestors. How y'all, what were they doing? It must have been like Vegas on steroids. <laughs> I don't know how people even desire to live in Vegas. I, could, I wouldn't even want to be near that place unless God specifically sent me there and said, hey, Aaron, I've called you to yeah resist all the temptations that are there and i want you to just preach the gospel all through vegas don't eat their food don't go to their strip clubs don't even yeah don't partake in the gambling and all the other wild craziness going on there just preach the gospel and i believe there's some churches around that area that are there just to do that because otherwise Vegas would have been destroyed a long time ago, like some Sodom and Gomorrah stuff. Raining fire from heaven. Verse 23. For they also built for themselves pagan shrines and set up sacred pillars and asherah poles on every high hill and under every green tree. There were even male and female shrine prostitutes throughout the land. So... Yeah... This is where North America, the United States is headed if we, yeah, if we're not careful. The people imitated the detestable practices of the pagan nations the Lord had driven from the land ahead of the Israelites. In the fifth year of King Rehoboam's reign, King Shishak of Egypt came up and attacked Jerusalem. He, ran, he ransacked the treasuries of the Lord's temple in the royal palace. He stole everything, including all the gold shields Solomon had made. King Rehoboam, Rehoboam later replaced them with bronze shields as substitutes, and he entrusted them to the care of the commanders of the guard who protected the entrance to the royal palace. Whenever the king went to the temple of the Lord, the guards would also take the shields and then return them to the guard room. The rest of the events in Rehoboam's, Rehoboam's reign and everything he did are recorded in the book of the history of the kings of Judah. There was constant war between Rehoboam and Jeroboam. So they had a lot of civil war going on. When Rehoboam died, he was buried among his ancestors in the city of David. His mother was Nama, an Ammonite woman. Then his son Abijam became the next king also known as abijah i wonder if this is the exact same abijah that we were talking about earlier who nope it's not 
Wow, that's crazy. Okay, hold on a second. 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 Rehoboam died. He was buried among his ancestors in the city of David. His mother was Nama, an Ammonite woman. Then his son Abijah, or Abijah became the next king. Isn't that wild that Jeroboam had a son named Abijah? And Rehoboam had a son named Abijah. But Jeroboam's son Abijah was killed. God allowed him to die. Rehoboam's son Abijah was allowed to, to live and became king. Crazy. Alright. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this word. There's so many insights, so many things to glean from this word. Just pray, Lord, that we would just continue to have fear of the Lord, a reverence for you, God, a fear and a reverence and a, a recognition that you are with us everywhere we go. You're sitting with me right now on this bench. Um, you, uh, you, you prepare a table for us in the presence of our enemies. We don't have to be afraid. We don't have to live in anxiety or worry because you order our steps. I pray for those that have never accepted you into their heart and have a relationship with you yet. I just pray that they would just say, Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I know I've fallen short of the plan and the purpose and the destiny you've had for my life. I've veered off the path and I have um, missed the mark that you have you have set out for me. I uh, return from my ways. I turn around and walk towards you, Lord. I accept your son, Jesus, dying on the cross for me, which gives me eternal life. And from this day forward, I thank you for saving me. I thank you for restoring me and redeeming me so I can have a relationship with my father, God in heaven. Thank you for your Holy Spirit coming on the inside of me to live inside of me. And uh, even though a lot of this doesn't fully make sense, may not make a whole lot of sense. I just pray that you would confirm what it means to be a Christian in my heart. From this day forward, I will I serve you and make you Lord of my life. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Now, I said a lot of words just now. And um, I don't know. I try to make it as simple as possible <laughs> so that in fact i'm probably going to start simplifying the prayer even more just like jesus come into my heart just like when i was a kid i rent sang that salty tape about yeah jesus come into my heart come into my heart come into my heart lord jesus Come in to stay, come in today. Come in to my heart, Lord Jesus. I think that was salty. I believe it was. Anyway, very, very simple. And the Holy Spirit, he'll lead you and guide you, send you to be surrounded by other Christians who can, um, who can really bring more clarity and understanding of what it means to follow and have a relationship with God. And this is a step-by-step -step process. So of just walking and abiding with the Lord. And he orders your steps day by day, moment by moment. And you're not going to walk it out perfectly. You're going to get dirty, get muddy, fall into some traps. But the Lord is always right there 
to deliver you and to remind you of who you are, that you're his son. You've been adopted into his family. So anyway, um, let's see here. It's 537. I got at least another like 30 minutes. So I'm going to record maybe one or two more episodes and I'm going to get going. So it's getting kind of cold and the sun is dropping. I think I'm going to take this party back to my car. Yeah, that's what we're going to do finish off the rest of that trail mix i got waiting on me all right y'all i'll be back